Welcome back to ADHD Positive. I hope all of you positives are having a great day and I, I look forward to sharing some experiences and sharing some research that I've done regarding time blindness with you in this episode. This episode is going to be number one of three in the series and today we're primarily going to be focusing on what time blindness is, some examples of time blindness that um, I, I can give you that I have dealt with, and then maybe some examples of things that can look like time blindness, but actually are not time blindness, and really how time blindness shows up in our everyday lives, okay? So the first thing I want to do is I just want to thank everybody again for following me on this channel, for following me on this podcast, and if you guys would like, you can go over to YouTube, and you can also check out my videos there. I also have some study videos on YouTube of me playing some vintage records on my Victrola back here. So if you guys want to enjoy one to two hours of good music on a vinyl record, feel free to do that as well. All right, so without further ado, let's go ahead and jump into the topic at hand today, which is time blindness. So by definition, time blindness is defined as the inability to sense when time has passed. And the person usually also has a low ability to estimate the time needed to get certain things done, okay? Now, we'll dive into more of why that is important in a minute and why it is crucial for us to have certain tools and tips and tricks. And just, you know, it can be some of the small things, okay, that we actually think about, that we can actually utilize, you know, journals, um, uh, sticky notes, uh, Pomodoro timers, things of that nature to help us um, kind of corral and navigate time blindness more effectively. And for some of those, for some of you out there, for some of those out there who are listening, you may be wondering, you know, like after I give you more definitions and examples of time blindness in my life, you're probably going to realize, hmm, maybe this is something I need to look into. And again, <laughs> as we already know, Time blindness and the inability to manage time, time organization, time management, those are really big skills that a lot of jobs ask for, but those are two of the hardest things that we in the ADHD and ADD community deal with. I realized in past episodes that I don't really talk about ADD, and I, I just want to be inclusive and add ADD to this as well, because these symptoms and circumstances can impact everybody from you know, seven years old all the way up to, you know, 85 years old, you know, a plethora of ranges and a, a very wide depth of variables that go into ADHD. And time blindness is one that is very crucial uh, to our success, our happiness, and not only that, our emotional intelligence and mental health. And so let's go ahead and dive into some examples that I have about time blindness. And then we will probably talk about, you know, what parts of the brain, what part of the brain is associated with time blindness. And I'll put up a graphic to show you guys kind of what I'm talking about. Um, so you guys have a better understanding of that. And then I'll also talk about some of the other common um, symptoms and things associated with time blindness that you may realize that are present in your life. And before I go on, I want to make it very clear that this is just 
a presentation of my research and my personal life and things that I have researched and people I've talked to who deal with the same things. This is not a definite answer. Yes, you have time blindness. Yes, you have ADHD. I, I implore you all to do the research for yourself, understand how it can impact you. And, you know, there may be things that you think are time blindness or ADHD, but it may be something else that is impacting you in that manner. All right. So let's go ahead and talk about the prefrontal cortex, which is the main area of concern or the main area of focus when it comes to time blindness. All right. Okay. Now that we have the diagram up in front of us of the prefrontal cortex, let's go ahead and talk about the prefrontal cortex, what it does and its correlation to time blindness. So the prefrontal cortex controls executive functions like planning, memory, social skills, that's an important one, social skills, and advanced thinking, okay? So why does time blindness occur in the prefrontal cortex? Well, studies have shown that there is a reduction in the activation of the prefrontal cortex, which is responsible, like we just said, for executive functions. So reduced activation in the prefrontal cortex. There are other studies out there that have linked irregularities or levels of dopamine to time blindness as well. Okay. Now, when we talk about time blindness and the prefrontal cortex, we can automatically see that the executive one of the executive functions of prefrontal cortex controls is planning. When we think of planning and time blindness, we can immediately go to time management, time planning. That's one of those, those sticky words we see on a lot of job applications. And this is where time management and time blindness have a positive correlation. And it all occurs within the prefrontal cortex. Now, whether that is due to dopamine levels or a reduced activation in the prefrontal cortex, I cannot say. But that is what is happening in that area of the brain. Okay. Now that we have uh, talked about the correlation between the prefrontal cortex, kind of the science behind, a little bit of the science behind what it is, where it happens at. Let's talk about how just a couple of the things that we can notice and see from the prefrontal cortex and time blindness. And maybe those are, maybe these will be some of the things that we notice in our daily lives or, yeah, our daily lives. So, um, again, overestimating and underestimating how long something takes. That is one of the major symptoms of time blindness. Okay, overestimating and underestimating how long something takes. This has been something very popular in my life, underestimating how long it will take me to read a book, and then I will borrow four different books on my Libby app when I really only have time to read one within that three week or that month period. Okay. So another thing that we can also associate with time blindness is an over-eagerness to answer questions, to take your turn in participating before it is your turn. This one is a part of time blindness, but as we can also see, this is another function 
of the prefrontal cortex and social skills. So I don't know about the rest of you, but I have experienced times where I have been in a group of people and for some reason there just is an over this over eager like this this is overwhelming desire to say what I have to say. It doesn't even have to be anything profound or on the topic really. I just know that I need to get something off of my chest and off of my brain, so I want to say it. There have been times in my life where I have, I'm not going to say I've justified this because there are parts of it that are, that are true, that I will say, you know, if I don't tell you this now or interrupt you, then I will, I will more than likely forget the thought that I have. That is a fine line and a hard balance to make because there have been times where I have forgotten something, you know, for example, talking about business ideas with my wife. Sometimes there are things that I said, because I knew that if I did not bring them up, I would forget them. And one thing that I will suggest when it comes to group settings and things like that, um, you kind of have to play the line and the balance between being an active listener and Sometimes jotting down your notes so you can say them at when it is your turn to speak. Because we can um, impact others' emotions and our emotional intelligence can look weak um, if we are constantly interrupting others to say what we want to say or getting to the front of the line and just taking our participation out of order, if you will. Okay. Now, let's talk about some other things that are prominent when it comes to time blindness. And again, I want to reiterate, this is not a conclusive diagnosis. And I don't want you to go home and say, oh, I do five or six of these things. I have time blindness. I have ADHD. I need to fix something. I need to work on something. What I am suggesting is that you take a minute. When you hear some of the things and you see some of the things on the diagram that's up, to look at them and ask yourself, is this something I do? Is this something I do because it's in a particular circumstance? Is it something I do at work? Is it something I do more at home? Is it something I do more with my friends? Because not only may some of these things apply to you, but there may be a lot of other variables that dictate the circumstance in which these variables happen or these symptoms happen, okay? So chronically late. That is not something that I associate with myself as time blindness because I am late because of my wife. She'll argue about it all day, but hey, I'm not here to lie to you. I'm just telling you the truth. That's because of her, okay? Difficulty with work paces. That's something that I also would not contribute to myself as time blindness because I have a high ability and agility to work at a high pace, and not only at a high pace, but while also doing multiple tasks. Okay. Once I know what the end result is, that is not an issue for me. I also do not associate myself time blindness with rushing through work carelessly. My ADHD affords me the, the ability to obsess over details, which is one of the reasons why I procrastinate. So again, you may not have those symptoms. You may not have some of these examples happening to you or in your life. And if you do, they, again, like me, they may be contributing to they may be contributing because of other factors in the environment that you're in. Procrastination. I don't procrastinate because of my time blindness and my planning anymore because I have gotten 
a, a real good handle and grasp on my journaling techniques. But what I will say is I, I have been known to procrastinate when it comes to reading a book for a class because I've overloaded my plate and I've overloaded my schedule with too many things. So if you are someone who finds yourself procrastinating and you want to, and you can kind of, you know, inference or maybe find a correlation between time blindness, it possibly is due to the way you plan out your day, the way you plan out your journal, the way you plan out your steps, if you're chunking or not, if you have timers set, those kinds of things. If there's a correlation between time blindness and procrastination, that is probably where you will find the crux of it all and the center of where those issues or circumstances are arising. So let me just talk about one or two more of these on this list. Wasting or losing track of time. That is very easy for a lot of us to do. There have been plenty of times where, and I'll give you just one quick example. Um, I take my dog on a walk in between my work sessions and I set a 20 minute timer because I know that I need to have a specific set time for me to wrap up that walk and get back home. And here's the reason why. I will get distracted by something as simple as, oh, look, there's a new, a new path cut in the cross country track over here in this field. Let me go ahead and venture off and take 20 more minutes walking down this way, as opposed to getting back to the house and finishing out the rest of my scheduled day like I had already planned the night before and written down. That is one way it shows up in me. So what I do is I set a 20 minute timer and I try to tell myself, I, I don't dress warm enough right now. It's winter. I don't dress warm enough for me to have the ability and the privilege to wander off in the snow for longer than I really need to be. One more example before I get off of this uh, symptom is I will take uh, my journal, not my journal, my audiobook with me. And I have the Libby app, L-I-B-B-Y. It's an app that you can, for the most part, download your library card and you can just get audiobooks from anywhere. It's awesome, better than Audible. I highly suggest it. The other reason I highly suggest it to all of you who have ADHD is it has an in-app timer. I don't use Audible, so I don't know whether it has an in-app timer. I do know this one's free, so that's like the best benefit of it. But for us who have ADHD, it has a timer. So while I am walking my dog, I will set my 20 minute timer. This helps me because if I do not set that 20 minute timer, I will get to a part in that book that is 15 minutes in, 17 minutes in, and I just get, I get wrapped up in the details. Lord of the Rings is a really good one. And then that 20 minute walk turns into 45 minutes. It doesn't have to be something that we visually see that keeps us in the present and not focused on time, sometimes it can be the audio. So an audio book that you're listening to that you're really getting into and you're only supposed to be out on a walk for 20 minutes, it can turn into an hour and then you're wondering why it was an hour. While you may feel satisfied about reading longer in the book and you got more out of that book, you're gonna get back to your office or your house or, or whatever and you're gonna look at your planner and see, well, man, I can't really get the rest of the stuff on this list done that I have to get done. And then you have to erase some things or circle some things and move it to the next day, which then leads us to having an emotional disturbance. And then we feel upset, bad about who we are, not, not successful and those kinds of things. So it's really important for us who have ADHD to learn how to regulate 
and manage time wisely. It is very, very, very crucial. This is probably one of the, the biggest symptoms of ADHD that I have had to work through and then rework and then rework and then throw in a bunch of tips and tricks and techniques and journal methods and timer methods to see what works best for me because it has been a absolute struggle to get time management down. And I work from home and I'm also starting a business. And so time management, time organization is paramount for my success, my mental health, my emotional well-being, and even the emotional well-being of my loved ones who are watching me, okay? And the last one I want to talk about just real quick is difficulty with transitions. This, this applies to the, the little short times in between tasks that we have for, for our day. What I have figured out that works best for me, and let me, let me, let me jump back. So this could be, you know, for example, this morning I cleaned up my fish tank. In between cleaning up my fish tank and doing this podcast, I had to make a, an effort to regulate and manage the time in between cleaning my fish tank and doing this podcast episode. I chose to do some stretches and get ready for this episode by getting some notes written down, getting my computer face set up, and those kinds of things. Now, for some, we can lose 10 or 15 minutes, 20, 30 minutes in between those tasks which then leads to several hours at the end of the day. One thing, one tip that I'll give you right now in this episode before the next episode is setting timers to that allow for you to have breaks in between your deep work sessions. Now, I know some of you out there are probably saying, man, I don't want to do that because I feel like I'm doing less than. Well, let me tell you, and I can back this up, guarantee you, you will feel worse about not completing the deep work that you already had or the, or the focus work that you already had by not setting breaks in between study sessions. I used to think that working and studying for two hours straight was a great thing. After some research, realized it wasn't. I need, we need, all of us who have ADHD need routine breaks. We do. Don't think about this as you're not better than your coworker, you're not better than your employees. Just understand that this is a circumstance that we have been dealt with, we've been given. So to utilize this and make the best out of it, why not do what we know works best for us? So setting timers. So for example, I work for 30 minutes, I take a 15 minute break. 30 minutes, 15 minute break. And I do that for five hours. So that way I have five hours of study time or deep work or whatever, business building or whatever. When I have had a really good night's sleep and my body battery is high, I will do a 45-minute deep focus timer with a 15-minute break. So that way every hour I'm working for 45 minutes and I have a structured break. Now, this break could be you reading a book, you curling, you doing some weightlifting in your office or whatever, or, you know, watching your favorite show 15 minutes. This is 15 minutes for you to let your brain relax, unwind, and focus on the present. Then when you've had that break, you jump back into whatever work needs to get done for the day. 
So this is just a little bit of what time blindness is about. Next time, I'm gonna talk about some tips and tricks, some things that I have learned to utilize in my daily life for time blindness. And hopefully you guys will get something out of this like I have, and it will benefit you like it's benefited me. Again, I hope you guys have an amazing, blessed day. This has been an honor to just continue to give you guys information about ADHD and all of the all, all of the things that are constantly in orbit with ADHD, things that we didn't even think we would encounter or know about ourselves or learn to work through. Because at the end of the day, a lot of us, you know, have been taught that ADHD just you can't focus, you can't pay attention, you have high energy levels. You know, that's that's a lot of what we were taught and explained. And some of us weren't even taught that. We were just told that we, 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 didn't want, we didn't want to do what we're supposed to be doing. And so I hope that you guys are getting as much out of this as I am. And again, thank you for following me. If you guys want to check me out on YouTube, it's ADHD positive. The positive is spelled out. But you can check me out on YouTube. I have some study videos where you can study with me while I play videos of my Victrola and some vinyl records that I play. I hope you guys have an amazing, blessed day, and stay tuned for some more episodes, all right? Peace out.